whole thing was pretty good. Well, we'll see, this is going to be the, the subject of conversation here. So you might as well pull your chair up. Pull the chair up. Pull it up. Pull it up because we'll have to project. Uh, basically, the mic is here, like the receivers on the top portion. So if you could project loud. And that's why we sit across from each other that way. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's been recording now. Okay. So we're actually a couple, couple, like maybe like 30 seconds in. And he doesn't really like editing. I don't so really edit much, <laughs> no. I used to. And then I, I realized it was, uh, Better that way. it was kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Now, if I have a guest on, if, if there's a, like, not saying you're not important, no, but if there's, yeah, if there's like, if we have a, a guest on the show, yeah, the production value is a lot higher on those episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they go and listen to our every day episodes, <laughs> and they're just like, this sounds like shit. So, it is what it is, but so it goes. Oh boy, um, yeah. So. Uh, Wife just texted me. Oh well, <laughs> it was uh, my brother-in-law's graduation today, so high school graduation. So congrats, Kelby. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks for the uh, city barbecue. Yeah, thanks for the city barbecue. <laughs> I've ate nothing but barbecue for two days, <laughs> at home and at work. So that's been nice. Uh, but yeah, this is kind of epic show. I'm David West. I'm Taylor. I'm Isaac. Yeah. We got a new voice on here, uh, on here this week. And if he wants to join every week, hey, we can make it a thing. And I'll bring the, the multi mic set up. Yeah, I mean, if I have something worth saying, I'm definitely welcome to join. Even if you don't have something worth saying, <laughs> it, there's there's been moments when we were just like, all right, we're just gonna. It feels like we're just gonna be like, Dave's gonna say something, I'll be like, yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. pretty much. So it's always <laughs> nice to have that third voice there to just. Yeah, step in, keep, yeah, exactly. Because if we agree on something, it's just really quick. It's like, oh, oh all right. Uh, uh, yeah, pretty much. Now it turns into like a radio, like FM radio talk show. <laughs> well, we're, the past couple of weeks, we've literally just gone down the geek news for the week. Which I haven't even looked up this week because, of, fuck it, we've got a couple things to talk about. Uh, a couple movies to talk about. This week we're going to be talking about X-Men Apocalypse, the 20th film in the X-Men franchise. <laughs> it's not. It's not it's the 20th not, but movie. But it feels like it. It kind of feels like it. Because how, how much they're like spread out. Yep. It's been 20 years. It's yeah, been almost yeah. 20 years. Oh, yeah. Where so, does this one rank for you? Uh, well, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, also this week we're going to be uh, discussing the pilot for Preacher, which was... Yeah, we'll get to that as well. And then I also saw Turtles, which I can go on a little rant about. Okay. You guys haven't seen it, but I, I could go on a little rant. I can give my opinion on it. <laughs> yes. And then judging by your critique, I could be like, that's bullshit, or yes, I agree with that. All right. Well, okay, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. So uh, over the past couple of weeks, you kept we kind of had a little bet going on whether or not I was going to pay to see this movie. And... I didn't pay to go see this movie. All right, so you won that bet. I won that bet, but I still saw it. Yeah. Because my sister was just like, hey, do you want to take uh, 
take my one of my nieces and one of my nephews to go see it yesterday morning. I was like, only if you buy my ticket. It's a fair trade, though. You're babysitting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pay for it. Yeah, exactly. If, I don't know how old they are, but if they're... Five young, and ten. So one of them could ruin that movie for you, actually. What do you mean? A five-year-old, like... They both loved it. I know. But it's not like you had a three-year-old baby in your hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's very well-behaved for five. Okay. He, he sat there. He, had, he asked a couple of questions, like, oh... Why is Shredder the bad guy? Because he's a, because he's the fucking bad guy, buddy. I didn't say that, but that's pretty much the answer I get. The answer I gave him. Yeah. Why is she Why is she doing that? Why is she doing horrible Yeah. Right. Because uh, it's Michael Bay. Yeah. It's produced by Michael Bay, and it looks like a. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely definitely sets up for a third one. There's everything leads to another movie. Um, but the kids loved it. Go take your kids. If your kids want to see it, it'll keep them thoroughly entertained for an hour and a half. Um, if you grew up in the 80s like myself and have been a Turtles fan your entire life like I have been, I still watch the new cartoon. The new cartoon, the new cartoon series on Nickelodeon is fantastic. I love it. And I, I read all the current comics, everything. I've always been a pretty hardcore uh, Turtles fan. Don't know about you guys. What's no, your relationship with the Ninja Turtles? Uh, honestly, I still remember playing the game on uh, Nintendo um, oh. and Sega, like the game where you, you know, you gotta jump through the uh, the manholes and then you know that you gotta. Save and then it's the a side scroller. Exactly. Side you remember scroller. that fucking oh, dam yeah. level, the dam, exactly. the underwater exactly. dam, exactly. whole hardest level in yeah. video game history, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's still hard. To it's just, it's like the third level of that game, and it's impossible. I mean, I'll go back and try and play it, and I still can't beat it. No, neither can I. That game's impossible. Yeah, I grew up with the live action. Oh, yeah. And the cartoons. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, I, I, I know the side-scroller game because I remember playing it. Uh, I had a Sega and mm. all my other friends. By that time, they, okay, yeah. So I played it at my friend's house, so I'm familiar with it. Now, uh, the, the, first, the first Turtles game is more side-scroller, like Mario almost-esque. Yeah. And then they went to beat 'em ups after that. The beat 'em ups are still all right, like the arcade, yeah. the arcade versions. Those are still fun games. Uh, nothing compares to the first uh, movie from 1990. Oh, that yeah. movie's a f- fucking classic. Right. I mean, yeah. combination of Vanilla Ice. And that was the second one. Oh no, that's right. That's still. right. Go Ninja. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, but I mean, where does this one compare to the first one? It, it, it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. It, it's. One thing that makes a great turtle story is uh, heart. Uh, I think the problem that these miss... Okay, th- this one, if you're a fan of the 80s cartoon, you get Bebop and Rocksteady, you get Krang, you get his big robot body, you get Shredder, you, get, you see the Technodrome. Like, there are cool things in this movie, but it's just missing that emotional heart to the film. What makes any good turtle story great is its heart. It's a story about family. Uh, the first movie the, from 1990, it's a, a movie about, it's a tragedy. They lose their father. They, one of them almost dies. And it's the story of loss and finding a new family within April and Casey. That it, there's two action sequences in that first movie. One at the end and one when Raphael gets his ass kicked. That's it. 
There, there's a couple small ones, sure. But primarily those two big action beats. This movie is the new one. It's all action. Yeah, and I said that it looks like a roller coaster ride. Yeah, it, it is. It's big, loud, and fun. But it's missing that thing that could make it great. But I feel like, okay, and I'm going to get into this thing, same, same beat with, with X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. It's like, there are really two ways, and you can make this argument, but I'm just going gonna, gonna to dwindle it down. There's two ways of making a movie. You can yeah. either make it loud and action-packed, or you can make it uh, very in-depth with the storyline and the, and, the story, and the character development. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Ninja Turtles and the X Men Apocalypse was very much like a f- action-packed thrill ride, but uh, that yeah. takes you away. That takes you away from having that 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 direction. Takes you away from the fact that you know you don't have to focus on like who these like these characters and like their backstory and everything like that because they're doing cool stuff on the screen. So, well, would you agree that with X Men, really, there's so many different characters going on that you, I mean, I feel like they really try to only focus on. Uh, Scott Summers mm-hmm. and Magneto, like just kind of like they're bringing up and how Magneto goes back. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, well, again, let's. Uh, I'm still talking. I, I still oh, yeah, want to keep them separate here. Still want to keep them separate. But I, I disagree with that. <laughs> so still, my focus is like with the Turtles movie is like you have this movie that is just action packed and they don't focus on these other characters and their backstory and these mm-hmm. emotions because. They expect people to come in here and enjoy the movie just because there's a lot of flair. Right, flair, it's yeah. summertime. They're supposed to be well, blockbusters uh, out. And, yeah, I understand. I, I still go see the Transformers movies. Also, we'll go see them in theaters, just because they're a fun roller coaster. They're, right. they're. I go to those movies to see giant robots beating each other up. Right, you don't go there to see. That's not what I. Team. That's not what I go to a Turtles movie to see. Yeah. Which is what these movies okay, are. Yeah, yeah. And even people can make the same argument about Transformers because, uh, sure, Transformers should have that emotional heart to them as well, but the movies the don't. Did, the fir- yeah, the first couple did. I and so. They've since become lack- right. lackluster in that department. But I'm, I'm generalizing with what, I, what I'm saying I know. But I'm saying this because, and as just a point of reference so people realize that when people go into theaters the people that are making these films realize that you know these people are going to be thoroughly entertained if we have a lot of flair they're also going to be thoroughly entertained if there's an in-depth storyline and character base now there are movies that can combine both of those and those are like the golden movies yeah okay with yeah. example being uh, like something like Winter Soldier, maybe, or something that's got more of like a, you know what I mean, like building off that relationship that uh, Bucky has with Captain America, or you know what I mean, like it has the action, oh. but it also has like that. Yeah, it actually, story uh, rather than yeah, Civil Civil War is a good uh, a good movie to bring up because yeah. it it is huge action roller coaster, but you have the emotional pull throughout the entire movie. You do, yeah. And uh, Turtles, I almost have to come to the decision that. Nickelodeon isn't making these movies for everyone. Right. They're making them for the kids to sell oh, yeah. toys. Yeah, but exactly. that's Nickelodeon's always been like that. Yeah. Well, they're not like DreamWorks, where they have films that can be adult humor. They have, yeah. they have adult humor hidden. Yeah. But it's also fun for the kids. Yeah. Right. And you know those the first two live action movies were done by the Jim Henson Company. 
So, I mean, that just tells you something. Look at all of the Jim Henson films. There's always that. They're always for everyone. They're not for a, for a specific audience. I think the problem with the newest two Turtles movies is because it is for that specific 10 to 15-year-old kid. Or 5 to 15-year-old. Five to well, let me ask you this. You, you, you watch the cartoon. Yeah, I do. And how does that pair up with these movies? Well, the, again, it could be... The cartoon's way better because I'll always choose episodic over feature right, only so because you have more time with the characters. Yeah. I think if this movie were to be a half hour longer and they would have allowed scenes to breathe and characters to develop, it could have been a great movie. What it's was just, the runtime? Uh, I was just curious. I yeah, I, it yeah, yeah it was can find out really fast. Or if it was something where they pushed it to it felt really fast. Huh. Yeah. Because um, I know a lot of these superhero movies are running two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. that's my thought, yeah. Uh, See, my question is, is like, I mean. Uh, it, uh, shit. 152. It did not feel like 152. That movie went by really fast. You're still, you're still right by saying, if they had that extra 30 minutes, yeah. they probably could have pushed in more content. Yeah. Take the time to allow them to be a family. Yeah. There's internal struggle within the group of turtles, yes, but it never felt serious. Like in the trailers, uh, you know, like Donnie has found a way to make them look human, and that should be a huge part of the movie. And yeah, they deal with it. Uh, it causes a fight between them, but it's resolved before, like. Yeah, so before they could do anything. Yeah, it's pretty much irrelevant. Oh, that, that kind of that's kind of disappointing because it felt like that was going to be a big, huge point. Yeah, and uh, Raphael finds out about it. Donnie takes it to Leo, and Leo's like, "No, forget it. We're not doing this." And then, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. just like doesn't even think about it. Doesn't doesn't have a discussion. Yeah, see, like there was a civil war. They had that inner discussion. You know, that, like. Everyone had a question where their moral compass was, yeah. whereas, like you're saying... Yeah, the, throughout the entire movie. Right, exactly, but whereas what you're saying, basically, it was just a scene. Yeah, it. well, it wasn't it. That that set up, and Raphael found out about it, and he was angry and broody and right. threw a fit. Typical, yeah. And the person that would probably want to be human most, Michelangelo, doesn't even know. He, he, he's lost on that. It's all over his head. I'm just like... You're the one that wants to go out and party. You, you, like he, uh, he goes out during a Halloween parade, which you also see in the trailers. Yeah. And he's like, I can be myself. I can be normal. One day a year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one day a year. And you know, he doesn't even find out that, that that's what's at stake here. It's all kind of just going over his head, and no one's explaining it to him. Right. They don't take that time to, to sit him down and be like, we could be human. See, my question is, how exactly old are these guys in the newer series? They're still teenagers. Okay, so then maybe that might technically. go with that. Maybe, like, just deal with that teenager yeah. mindset where you kind of questions, but you don't know exactly how to answer those. Maybe, yeah. I'm trying to kind of give them credit where it's... Yeah. But it, it, so you feel like it was good for the kids. Yeah, if they would have just... probably worth a matinee. Yeah. Hell, our tickets were five twenty-five a piece. If oh, you're going to pay five twenty-five, go yeah. go see it. Sure. Yeah. But know what you're getting into, and it is a lot better than the last one. Okay. Yeah. Which isn't hard to do. Probably. I watched yeah. the last one. I went 
I had so many problems with that last one. Yeah. Like the Ninja Turtles learning ninjutsu out of a pamphlet they find in the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, like, I don't know if it's because how old we are, or maybe you know, CGI has become more prevalent with mm-hmm. every movie we see now. I mean, God's Egypt, 90% of it was CGI. Yeah. Um, but like seeing these guys in CGI kind of takes away from like you trying to get emotionally attached to these guys because you know they're not real. Yeah. Like with the original ones, you know, at least it was makeup. They were something there. There was something there. Like the actors were speaking to something. They, the they, actors were speaking right. to the turtles. Exactly. That's what they saw. Exactly. Like with Megan Fox, she's just looking at this dude in the green suit. Like yeah. To well, me, giant her, gray suit. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying like that kind of takes, for me at least, takes away being able to get attached mm-hmm. to something. You're like, well, I already know it's not real. Yeah. Like why do I feel sad for this guy? Like it's not. Their character designs are already so uh, exaggerated. Right. Oh, yeah. The w- one thing I was kind of hoping, I was like, all right. Because you see Donnie in the trailer, he uses, the, puts part of the, the gr- purple ooze on his hand. Yeah. And it look, like pops out to five fingers and it looks normal. I was like, they could just use this to like tone down their character designs a little bit. <laughs> Be like, just tone it back a step, yeah. guys. Yeah. I would have been all for it. Been like, oh, oh, so it didn't turn them human. It just made them not look... Uh, so, so the yeah, over yeah. the top. I, I would have been completely all right with that. And then they would have been like, oh, all right, well, we're still turtles, but we don't look as weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another problem I do have with the movie is uh, Casey Jones. Uh, they almost play him a bit too silly. Because it like, goes with the Wait, whole... like Deadpool Ant-Man silly? No. Like... <laughs> Uh, the character of Vern is played more straight than Casey Jones. Okay. Hey, buddy. Currently talking about Casey Jones and Turtles. Which, so the mic definitely will pick you up over there. What was your problem with Casey Jones? Well, he just played a bit too, a bit too silly. Comic? Yeah, too, too, much, a, too yeah. much of a comic relief. Hmm. And, you know, it was nice getting to see Stephen Amell okay. in a different role. Yeah. He's still playing a vigilante. Which brings me to another great like, conversation we can maybe talk about later. But All right. The whole argument of him actually portraying Green Arrow in the future DC films. It like, should, it should still, happen. Yeah, a lot of people talked about how him taking on this role as Casey was his way of maybe taking a step towards being looked at more seriously. You know, not not with the portrayal point. of Casey in no, this movie, well, unfortunately. Well, I'm saying, like, going from the small screen to the big screen, yeah. like, he's wanting to take that, that you know, next step, and I think, I think, I think he, I think he could. I, I, more I, so I, than Flash. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. That's just how I feel. But my problem was, he's kind of the... Too, he, he's just too silly. He should be played a bit straighter than what he was. Right. The the comic relief from the first one is more serious than he is, than Casey is in this. Well, that's what the team, that's what the Ninja Turtles are supposed to be the comic relief. Yeah. You know, they should yeah. leave Casey to the, the real world problems. Yeah. I think the the issue is not necessarily that it's an issue of him being too silly. I think it's just an issue of they didn't develop the character any, and it's no. a children's movie. Yeah. So For sure. You get the character who's amusing. But without enough stuff to actually make him relevant for those of us who aren't children. Yeah. Oh well, that's fair too. Stephen yeah. has yeah. even said in interviews he's done. Yeah. Well, that, we, that's what we we talked about prior to this uh, is that this movie was very much targeted towards children, and that they could have put in the extra thirty minutes to develop character, and 
that's kind of what I was saying is like this movie was very much all about Flash. I didn't see it, by the way, but it made it to be very much about like action all the time to keep your kids entertained. Right. Yes. And yeah. It that's what it is. It, it disappoints me that they made Casey Jones into this silly character because if you look at the first movie, the action, the live yeah. action, first live action one, Casey Jones was a more serious. Yeah, badass character. Yeah. He made some sarcastic remarks. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's funny, but yet you still he take the guy serious, serious. I mean, he was a silly, sarcastic character who had depth. Yes. He was yeah. a hard-ass, too. Yeah. yeah. And there's he, no depth. Oh, no. I'm a cop. I've been suspended. Well, shit. Well, I guess I'll go <laughs> beat him up with my hockey stick. I'll go find <laughs> these guys, yeah. Oh, I, oh, yeah, I like hockey, by the way, guys. It was just kind of, like, thrown in there. Yeah. It was kind of like... Oh yeah, I like hockey. Yeah, yeah. But how can you? That being said, though, I personally believe that was the the weakest part of the movie was just Casey Jones. And if that's the weakest part, then no, that's not a bad movie. That's, right. That's my that question. Bad. Yes. Yeah. Did the movie succeed at what it was trying to go out? Yeah. Together? Yeah. For sure. Like I said, it, it's, right. Your nephews were. Yeah. My niece my niece and nephew were enthralled. They loved it. Uh, just a lifelong turtle fan. I just felt like it was missing the emotional heart that makes any great turtle story. Well, maybe this next installment, maybe they can maybe I don't know, go back to yeah, the maybe. Yeah, uh, ho- we could we could hope. Hopefully, they'll well, listen, hopefully they'll listen Nickelodeon. No, because Nick, Nickelodeon has done wonderful things for turtles. The current cartoon on Nickelodeon is fantastic. Um, they. Uh, the comics they publish currently are fantastic, and that's all because of Nickelodeon. How much involvement does Nickelodeon True, have? True, you're right. Get the rights away from Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. get, yeah. get yeah. platinum dudes off of it. How does he keep getting work? <laughs> that's that was my main opinion. Well, and even the music. It was the Transformers music. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> the Transformers soundtrack again. That is my that is my biggest beef, and I am very opinionated about this. But Michael Bay is out to kill our childhood, and I feel like <laughs> well, these are great examples. Oh, well, especially considering they're going to do the uh, whole Hasbro universe, so he's literally yeah. taking everything we like from the '80s and yeah. and shoving it into the Transformers universe he's already created. So here we go. He's, he's ruining it. Yeah, Hasbro to Michael Bay. They gave X Men to Fox. What do we What do we have left? <laughs> At least uh, Marvel was able to get control over uh, uh, Spider-Man. At least yeah, right. For the next yeah, Homecoming coming out in 2017. Yeah. So that's around the corner. I'm 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 saying this right now, and if Fox is anybody from Fox listens to this, nobody from Fox listens <laughs> to this. If it happens, if it happens, you know what? Hold off on your next X-Men movie until you see what happens with Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And if they fucking kill it. Well, Stop having your pissing match just and work together. Yeah. Well, it would have to happen after the next Wolverine, which is already filming. Uh, well, yeah, but, I mean, see, come on. This you, is going to uh, kick ass. It's Old Man Logan. Yeah. Did you see the uh, – Chris Evans came out and said that he actually wants – he actually has spoken up about wanting to be in the Homecoming movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and several other uh, people are wanting to make you know, appearances. So, I mean, I think it's got potential. Oh, yeah, I – after seeing what they did with Spider-Man in Civil yeah, War, yeah. 
There's no way that Marvel can make a bad yeah. Spider-Man. They, in 20 minutes, they gave us the best Spider-Man that we've seen over the course 30. of six movies. Yeah. 30 minutes. Well, would you agree the, the that Toby, time. Yeah. Would you agree that Tobey Maguire was a great Spider-Man? And no. And was a better Peter Parker? And then this new guy is actually b- better at both? Flip that. Yeah, flip, flip, that, flip, flip it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker. He was an awful Spider-Man. Right. Andrew Garfield His was way too... His Spider-Man was too much. Weird as a teenage Peter Parker, was, but was a great Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I thought he was a great Spider-Man. Tom yeah, Holland was, he was very awkward though. Around, yeah. Um, Gwen. Uh, yeah. Gwen Stacy. Yeah, well, I, I. Which was great. Their relationship in those movies was the best part of those movies. Yeah, it was. It, that chemistry, obviously, was real because they, yeah. They, they were dating on. Yeah. Offset or screen, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, but Turtles, it it, it did what it set out out to do. I'm not upset for seeing it. Well, I, I guess the next question is, did X-Men do what it was... I loved X-Men. Yeah. I, I don't get the I'm, complaints. I'm with you there. Um, I know a few people were upset with the action scenes. Uh, yeah, some people were upset with the action scenes. Not all of them. Matt, come pull your chair over here. It can hear me. <laughs> I'm loud. Yeah, it is moving. <laughs> so what action scenes were you okay with? Yeah. Which ones were you here, here's what I had to say before I go into which ones were good and which ones were bad. X-Men was a very good movie that, while well done, could have been better than they made it. The action sequences, some were fantastic. Quicksilver, in his fun little slow-mo sequence... Stole the whole movie stole again? Yeah. Once again, Twice. a huge movie... Stealer. Um, you know, the, the new kids were fantastic. The cage match between Nightcrawler and Archangel, fantastic. It was great. It was the final battle with Apocalypse was, like was okay. Wasn't bad. It was okay. The whole concept of, well, you finally get to see him grow, but only in a mental scape. You know, oh, well, it doesn't matter what you do because you're just getting knocked over here and then we're going to Phoenix X Machina. <laughs> that's, that's unmet potential. So here's a question, though. Was it Brian Singer, Fox, or Simon Kinberg that did the screenplay for it that caused this? Combination. They probably rushed yeah. it a bit. Okay. They probably could have used another draft. Okay. So that part could be on Kinsberg. Right. But yet so, it could have been the studio that... But I read where they, the, the reason why they did the movie the way they did it was so they could set up future standalone films with um, the new class, the new class. Yeah. which is what they need to do. Right. Yeah. The days of McAvoy, McAvoy Fassbender, from, Lawrence yeah. are over. Uh, well, this movie kind of showed that. Yes, they do. They were the weakest parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really were. I, I don't know Magneto why Mystique had to be in this really movie. Just, I have the feels. Jennifer Lawrence was, really, I'm getting paid to do this again? <laughs> right. And James McAvoy, well, you could already tell, he had checked out. But see, I feel like he was most dedicated to this role. Like, he himself even said he'd been wanting to shave his head for, like, the last three films. Like, to me, I feel like, if anything, like, the last film, it was, you know, Magneto finally realizing that what he could do with the, you know, they're going back to the future and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. This one was really showing Xavier how powerful he could get, too, as far as connecting with the whole world. Like, I feel like each film kind of showed the main characters, and I feel like now that they've done that, they're ready to move on to that next class. Like, I yeah. feel like there's 
really not much more to do with that. I'm ready for Mystique not to be a main character in an X-Men movie. I'm ready for Mystique to go back to being a villain. Yeah. I think it's going to be a while for that one. Maybe two more movies for that to happen. Because everybody spoke about a standalone film being possible. Yeah. Because we've got the Wolverine movie and we've got, what, X-Force, right? Which, X-Force, and then probably after X-Force, that will be the transition. Yeah. To a new, like, you're talking about new X? With Mystique betraying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. If Fassbender, if McAvoy, if Lawrence comes back, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But they don't need to be the main characters. No. Side points, cameos, minor roles. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's yeah. great. There's mm-hmm. no problems there. But yeah. nobody's going to do an X-Men movie anymore wanting to see Mystique. They don't want to see uh, you know, Magneto being sulky. You know, He's supposed to be the big badass bad guy yeah. I feel like we've seen the scope of what they can do now I feel like there's really nowhere else to go with where mentally they've been like we went back to you know Auschwitz with him mm-hmm. uh, saw him lose his wife and child um, you know even saw what's his name Quicksilver not even want to tell him you know that he's his son actually, yeah. so. oh. which it does kind of bug me on one point why didn't Mystique there's that moment between Nightcrawler and Mystique why didn't they why wasn't that connection drawn but upon well, I feel like that whole the, the movie did have its holes, and there was some questioning, like why these characters did. It. And I think that was the biggest beef that I had with this whole entire movie, is that even though the casting was solid, mm-hmm. I feel like Apocalypse was great, especially for Poe Dameron playing him. I didn't expect. I, I love I love Oscar Isaac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love Oscar. Uh, yeah, but game. there was just so much. Like I felt like he was. He was developed somewhat cliche-ish. There was there was times I was just like, "You're talking about cleansing the world." There were plenty of times you could do this, but instead you just were like, "Aha! I'm gonna do I'm gonna do these things and move on to the next thing." It's just he, I felt like he, he was kind of cliche-ish. He monologued without monologuing. Yeah, yeah. And there was times like, especially when he shot the nukes into the air. Like after yeah. that was all done, at the very end of the movie, I was like, "There's still fucking nukes in the air." <laughs> I'm like, why are, why are we doing anything about this? <laughs> and why did he shoot nukes in the fucking air? Why didn't he just be like, we're going to cleanse the world, we're going to shoot the nukes in there, we're going to bring them on down, and then cleanse the world from there. Right. And then I'll protect you guys from the blast, it's and then we'll easy. start from there. No, too easy, that's too easy. too easy. That's the cliche stuff that I don't want to see in a superhero, especially an X-Men well, and, film. And this is why, and I, I don't know, I may have mentioned this to you, if they want to bring the kids into their own movie, well, stop going for like the super big cliche bad guys you expect from X Men. Stop having the big set pieces. Stop, stop destroying want. bridges in yeah. X Men movies. This is what you want. You want the guys who don't wreck half the world. You want the guys who do the individual stuff. You want sinister. Yeah. You want the Weapon X guys to come back. I mean, if you want to go with the big exploding guy, bring out Nimrod. Yeah. yeah. Bring out uh, our, our um, purifiers. Hell, Mojo. Mojo would be a great one. Well, you just have have Mojo take a bunch of them to like a battle world type situation. Yeah, that'd be a great kids movie, and then do little bits of the adults. They can still come back, and they can kind of help carry over. Don't make them a main focus. Make them the side story, mm-hmm. which is okay. The kids are on battle world. It's them surviving, dealing with Mojo's games, doing this, doing that. After some develop more development with them, 
And then it's the adults, Magneto and uh, Professor X, working with Beast, working with Wolverine, whoever you want to grab, not Mystique, <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out how to get them back. Yeah. yeah. I think the whole point, one point, is why Mystique was a huge focus throughout the world. The, that movie, Jennifer and that she Lawrence. really shouldn't have been, is because the actress, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, well, was put in And she right. blew up after the first, after first class. Exactly. After first class, she, her career just skyrocketed. Well, she also had the Hunger Games. Games. Yeah, the Hunger Games. Right. The Hunger Games got her into first there. class. The Hunger Games basically made her uh, First class was first. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, first class was first. Yeah, it was. The, the Hunger Games came out every year. Shows how much attention to when things come out. Yeah, Hunger Games came out yearly. One thing I did notice about this one is just watching the trailer compared to the other ones. I even actually went back and watched the trailers from like first class, and, you know, Ford, mm-hmm. you know, and every trailer seemed the same. Like you said, the bridge is being torn up. Yeah. Um, it really was verbatim. There's like, that giant set piece in every scene. movie. Yeah. Uh, X3 you had had a bridge. Up. This one had a bridge. Uh, Days of Future Past had yeah, uh, the baseball stadium. Yeah. Like they all have those giant. First Unlike X2, yeah, yeah, Cuba. Unlike X2, which is probably we could probably all agree is the best X Men movie. I would second I would that. Say yes. Yeah. It it took place on a small fucking base. It took right. place oh, yeah. at Alkali Lake, in the Weapon X facility. But can I say at least this next this new one is the second best? Can we, can we this this newest one? Apocalypse? I mean the second yeah. best. No. First class was I think way better. You think first class was? Yes. I, I think this is the weakest one in the new trilogy. Oh yes. <laughs> first, first class, first class so, so much was a lot better. This, this, this one, just like I was saying with the Turtles film, is a lot of flash and not a lot of character development. Yes, there are a lot of characters flying around, not as much as uh, the one previous to this one, which Days of Future Past, where it had, had both casts. Yeah. The only horseman who had any development whatsoever was Magneto, and that's because yeah. he's already been in two fucking movies. Yeah. yeah. You would think. You would think that they would put less focus on him and more focus on the other characters because he's already been presented. Oh, oh, can I can I mention something about the the horseman? I thought was kind of funny. While Archangel, Magneto, and even Storm got like body armor, he puts Psylocke in tights. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, she, she got the the traditional spandex and yeah. sash. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and we're just going to have her standing around half-naked at all Auschwitz. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, they, they took a note from the Japanese and wanted to do a little bit of fan service. Yeah. That's all that was. <laughs> yeah. well, she's, also, she's also a big fan of, like, anime and manga. And yeah. Like that. She was probably cool with that. Well, yeah. She's a giant nerd. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird because she's married to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, yeah, right? That makes sense. She's, she's, one of those, she's one of those, like, weird, like, sh- she fits on both sides. So, I you know, Whatever. She's, she's eye candy for some, but well, yeah. didn't you also notice that she had like the least amount of lines? She, and she wasn't. She she's a psychic in the comic book, and she wasn't a psychic yeah. in the movie. Yeah, like the movie her character. Really her character was well. Uh, she she was one of the most least developed characters, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Which yeah. was like I think was kind of disappointing, but may, may, I don't know. The maybe the worst was Archangel. Did, yeah. did they wait? Did they kill Angel? Is he dead? I did that bus fall? Did that like that's what confused me? Nobody knows. Was, I thought he was. <laughs> yeah, I, she just disappears. Yeah, yeah, she just disappeared. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of holes in this movie. There is. But she, he supposedly dies, and she's just like whatever. Yeah. And then we the fuck out of here, guys. Yeah. Later. Peace, deuces. Right, because Xavier can't just you know 
see that happening and be like, nope, yeah. here it comes right back. Yeah. All the while, there's still nukes floating above their heads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. I did like how they, they made him go bald. I, I thought that was a nice uh, touch. That was nice. It's kind of, I mean, it wasn't something, you know, at least we didn't see him in the bathroom. Just <laughs> shaving. I think, I just, I think I'm just I'm tired of there. No. Like, I got a bad haircut. He's getting stuck on my helmet, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that was well done. That I don't was know. Done. I think what I liked more about it was the fact that there is room for those standalone films now. Like, you can branch out and have yeah. five new X-Men movies in the next three years. Yep. Like, five X-Men movies that don't involve the X-Men. Exactly, even. exactly. Just maybe like an origin story like what they did for Wolverine, which mm-hmm. may argue that, you know, the early couple ones were kind of... The, well, the first honest, one was... You don't not need an origin story at this point because the, the kids, this was their no, origin. Yeah. No, I understand that, but I'm saying like more of just them focusing on, you know... Individuals and... And apparently, Brian Singer is stepping away for a minute. Okay. Which I stay away. Which yeah. I find it funny that okay, he stepped away when we got the original Phoenix for X three, and he regretted stepping away at that point. But here you finally see the closest to the comic book Phoenix portrayed on screen, and he's stepping away again. I do find that kind of funny. What well, was his reasoning? Just... We can honestly say, though, you know, reason whatever his reasons are, I think he's safe with this one if he's going to come back and try mm-hmm. to do a Phoenix story because it would be in their worst interest to do another Phoenix tale right yeah. now unless they bring out Hellfire Club. But even then, you don't want to throw that one in immediately. Yeah. You need more time to develop the characters. And, you know, I think him stepping away now is a great opportunity for the X-Men franchise to grow. Yes. It, you need a new voice in this 20-year-old franchise. Right. You need someone to come in, a, a new creative head in there, a new creative yeah. mind to direct this yeah. franchise into survival, and no pun intended. You know, you know what would be nice? I would love to see them pick it back up with Joss Whedon like they did with Astonishing X-Men. Yeah. No, that'd be great. Introduce a couple more characters. Introduce Colossus. Introduce Cat, Shadow Cat. Introduce, um, who am I forgetting about? Gambit. Rogue. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's not Anna Paquin Rogue and pissing off all the directors getting herself cut out of Days of Future Past. <laughs> the Gambit movie, I guess, was put on hold, right? It's been yeah, indefinitely. Yeah, indefinitely. It's never going to be it's finished. It's, it's, we can stop hoping for the Gambit Fox. movie. Yeah. Um, but no, you know, do something along those lines and you're going to get yourself you're gonna get yourself a great movie. Yeah. And then all, all you just need is to pick a good villain. Yeah. Well, I know or I mentioned villains. it to you after I saw it. I really wish that uh, they would take... Xavier School should be this strange, bizarre place. It, almost uh, like Hogwarts. Hog- like Hogwarts. It should it's be. That's just it. That's just it. The Xavier School really wasn't Hogwarts. I mean, it was. It was a big mansion and everything, yeah. and there were all sorts of crazy things going on, but it wasn't Hogwartsy. You know, you don't get the Hogwartsy one until you get the Jean Grey School, which he, we're he, not ready no, for yet. No, no. But I think it would be a nice breath of fresh air. But make it that weird place. Make but it a school movie and then they, bring in either Mojo or Sinister. Yeah, exactly. But, the, but Xavier doesn't want that. To, that's not how he wants that place to be. He wants it to be a place where both mutants and yes. humans can coincide. He yes. states that yes. in the movie. Well, he states that, but if you've read the comics for nearly as long as I know you yeah. have, David, or as I have, I don't know how often yeah. you guys have read them. It's a dream that never gets really ever happens. You know, the, the closest time you get is after decimation with all the students who lost their powers. Yeah. 
and even then, most of those guys die. Yeah. It's, and just, it's just something that that's not feasible, and I and I think that would be a great thing further down the road to you know uh, uh, tell a story on is, is you know just how hard it can be to keep Xavier's dream alive. You know, once McAvoy's officially done, once you don't have an Xavier figure anymore. So I mean, going forward, do you think Jean Grey and Scott Summers are going to be like the main? They they should be. The way they showed them in this film, I felt like there's no reason. Really the only there's no reason that this cast couldn't hold their own movie. No, not at all. Mm -hmm. They're all blossoming. Yeah. And, you know, I know Patrick Stewart is going to – he's in the next Wolverine. He, okay. It's confirmed that he's in the next Wolverine. Yeah. So, I mean, that could still be in the old timeline. We don't know what timeline that takes place. You could easily kill Xavier. And I mean, what, he's been dead in the actual universe for how long now? <laughs> yeah, right? And, well, Andy died in X3 and still came back. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> without any explanation. Because that makes sense. That, that's that's the that's the kind of that's why I feel like with, at least with me. I think it's X Men. Yeah, like it's yeah. probably something time travel. Well, you know, they try and travel. These, yeah, that's the thing with the X Men movies. It's hard to use logic. Yeah, and you you can't watch the X Men movies chronologically. I mean, you can you can watch them in the order they came out, yeah, but then you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, nothing. They're they're so inconsistent until you get to like first class in the new trilogy. They're so inconsistent before that. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna make, bring up that thing, that same thing because I'm really more of an Avengers fan than anything yeah. because I feel like those movies are obviously more consistent. Yeah, and they do a better job at developing character and storyline throughout, evenly without the cast. Yeah. Well, Whereas this one is they've got time travel. They have these two different universes <laughs> now. Well, and on that, you know, and that it, it does make sense that it, that it would be that way. That it makes that it would work so well. You know, even the comics these days, they're so all over the place oh, with yeah. the X-Men comics. The Avengers are pretty, you know, streamlined. They're all on a pretty similar path. They tend to overlap at some point or in some way, even if they're not actually dealing with each other, they're still crossing over. Whereas the X-Men, okay, well, you got this group is over in limbo. You've got this group is a fucking radical terrorist cell somewhere. <laughs> You've got that group over there. Who the fuck knows what they're doing? This, those three are working with the Avengers now. They're the ones who are actually making sense. Right. <laughs> you, just, you just don't know. Like, yeah, like, well, speaking on consistency, like, I argue that point. Oh, yeah, and then they brought the original back from the past. Cause let's not forget about those guys. Yeah. They, have, they probably have the best story out of they all do. of them right They now. do. Yeah. But here's the thing. Though. When was the first X-Men movie? 2000? 99? 99-2000-ish. Maybe 2000. The Avengers just started yeah. in 08, right? Yeah. The first movie? Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. And have more movies in that exactly. franchise. Exactly, that's now. what I'm saying. Like you're, you're, you're talking about something that's been around for 20 well, years. The, with they have the budget now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but with Avengers, sure. in 10 years, we're not going to have the same Thor actor, the same. You know what I mean? But yeah. one thing that's been uh, consistent with X Men is Wolverine. the cast and, and, and the cast. And Wolverine's literally been and Patrick Stewart and Patrick Stewart. Like that's one thing I, you know, I took away from it. Like with Avengers, you know, in 10 years, these guys aren't going to want to be dressing up like that anymore. Like. Robert Downey Jr. has been trying to get out of Iron Man for the last two films. Like, but yeah, he wants to do but more. Yeah, he wants to do more because so. they throw you $100 million. Like, well, I'd be dumb not to. Yeah. Speaking of Daniel Craig. Yeah, right. Anyways, uh, but that's, that's the point I was trying to bring up is just, you know, eventually we're going to get a new cast of Avengers. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to have well, to I take think, it. I think we're going to that's what Phase 3 is for, is to, uh, to test introduce. the waters. Try the not as well-known Avengers out, the ones right. who don't well, know very well. Iron Man wasn't a household name when that movie came out. 
Which one? Iron Man. Oh, he was not a household no. name when that no. movie first came out. No, but he was the first successful series, yeah. I feel like, to really... And, you know, well, I, I, that's what Marvel's doing now. They're introducing us to Doctor Strange. Oh, Doctor yeah. Strange isn't a household name, no. but he's, he, about he, he's about to be. Right. He could be the new face of the Especially Avengers. And here, honestly, though, I don't think that Strange is the one they need to do it. Yeah, oh, no, probably it not. Needs, I'm just using that as an Captain example. Marvel. Yeah. Captain oh, yeah, Captain Marvel, Marvel will be. Yeah, which is Carol Danvers will be the new face of the, the Avengers. I mean, that's, that's, that's how it's always been. That's how, that's how it is now, yeah. you know? Well, I saw where The Rock actually is going to be um, joining the superhero, uh, uh, Doc Savage. Yeah, he's playing Doc Savage. He's being, yeah, he's playing Doc Savage. It's an interesting choice. I don't, I don't like his comments on the character of Doc Savage. They don't quite fit with the character of Doc Savage. Mm, it's not his build, at least, I feel like. Oh, no, I think he looks like I mean, Doc Savage. Saying, he like, definitely has that. Mental, like, the Rock really is, you know, that I think they're going to play it a bit too silly with that movie. Uh, but yeah, uh, what were what were we discussing? The uh, future of Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Captain yeah, Cat- Marvel. Carol Danvers should be the future of the Marvel Cinematic and Universe. Brie Larson's going to be playing. Uh, she's in talks. It's she's not confirmed. Talks. She's in talks. Really seems pretty likely. Which you know, some people are like, "Oh, I can't see her," and they're like, "Oh, they needed to get Ronda Rousey." Ronda Rousey's been in a couple movies and had zero lines. No. I would I would rather this. take Brie Larson, who's an Academy Award-winning actress. For, she can well, get strong. You know, you know, you, yeah. Here's here's what you really need is you need a woman who's done action before, mm-hmm. who's decent build, doesn't have to be the world's best actor or actor, yeah. doesn't have to be the world's best actress. You know, but I mean, if you want to get if you want to get a really solid one, get Emily Blunt. Oh yeah, that would be a great get choice. A very, be great. If you want an entertaining one, mm-hmm. Dave Yvonne Stratowski out. Yeah, Yvonne Strahovski. How are the hell yeah, you say her great. name? She she's great. got a very hard to say name. She's but she's she's great on television. She's great in television. But she's never she really the done the big screen. Give her a shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have her do a casting well, call. I'm wondering how, also, they're probably looking at age. Brie Larson's about our age. Yvonne Strahovski's. Emily Blunt's younger than I am. Is she? Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize oh, that. Nine thirty. Really? I think so. She already has twins with Jim Krasinski. <laughs> you know, such an odd pairing. So we just looked at this earlier. She's, she's, that, she's either a year older than me or a year younger than me. I forget which one it is. Well, I mean, how do you feel about? Uh, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, please correct me. But is her name Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. She's Wonder Woman. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. She's Wonder Woman. No, no, no. I'm saying no, but I'm saying like she was given a chance on Fast and Furious. Everyone loved her. She's from Israel. You know, she was you know whatever. She was great for that role. But then they gave her a chance with Wonder Woman, which I thought was great casting. Like, I Two thought she was great. Right. So she's not that old. No, no, she's she, not. She's, she would be a great candidate yeah. to carry it over. Yeah. Right, that's right. For interrupting. No, she, no. She's about where Robert Downey Jr. was when he did the first Iron Man. Right, he was on the rebound in Hollywood. Like, yeah. that guy was on his way out. I think, I think, I think she's drugs. younger, isn't she? He's, oh, no, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though. 42. Like, he didn't oh, get she's that. She's 10 years younger. Yeah. She's got but no, my, my point was just piggyback off that was just like giving the woman a chance to play that role. Like Gal getting a chance to play Wonder Woman. She yeah. ended up killing it in my opinion. Like, she didn't have too many lines, to yeah, be she, fair. She didn't, she didn't. But a lot of people were sitting there saying Megan Fox got out We're not gonna, we're not gonna no. get a good no, touch of Gal exactly. until they do the Wonder Woman. Yeah, until, that, until we I see know, Wonder Woman. I know, I'm just saying. For what, That's what, next for year? For the 10 minutes she was, yeah. like most of the time in the movie she was just staring at the camera. Yeah. And Batman for Superman. Which, speaking of which, the, uh, 
trailer dropped for the uh, ultimate, cut. ultimate cut. Which I didn't get to catch that, okay. but what exactly? Later, Matt. Yep. What exactly, what exactly was that extending on? Just extra scenes, or uh, I think get R-rated, basically. Really? Well, yeah. which, in that, yeah, it's a half hour more footage, and somehow that makes it our an R rating. But Superman had a couple more lines. Does he say fuck in there? Or no, something? maybe, maybe he does. You know, that's one thing I've probably talked about it in the past. Spider-Man had more lines in Civil War than what Superman had in all of Batman v Superman. Yeah. This trailer added at least four more lines to Superman. Okay. So if, so if still below that Spider-Man status. Yeah, maybe. I feel like Ant-Man even more even had more. Probably. So if if what this extra half hour is is just making Superman an actual character in Batman Superman. Then I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm Which gonna I buy it. Which theory so. on the whole him getting spoiler the ending the best thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that does change his character the way he's you know I guess personified in the. the it's an opportunity for rebirth. Exactly, and I'm hoping that they do that. Like yeah. Through with that. It, we've spoiled it on here before, but he dies. Superman yeah. dies. Yeah. And Jeff Johns is now taking over the role of. Basically, Snyder. basically, Snyder got fired. He didn't get fired. Right. But he's being it's like taken down. He's still directing. He's still directing Justice League, but he's no longer the creative head yeah. of the DC universe. Yeah, you won't hear any argument there with me. So hopefully, with Jeff Johns stepping in, who is an incredible, incredible writer. Well, he's familiar with the universe as well. Yeah, he's, he's been a just... he's been writing DC for sixteen years. Yeah, well, exactly. ten. 10 to 15 years. He knows these characters inside and out. Yeah. And he has even stated that Batman Superman was too dark. Do you think it was too dark? For, for Superman, yeah. For Superman, yes. But for Gotham, no. No. But it, a lot of people were arguing that that movie was a Batman film. With it basically was. I think it yeah. was. Well, especially the cut that we got. Yeah. If this, if the ultimate cut kind of makes it. Does that have to do something with the fact that it's Ben Affleck though? I mean, he's a bigger star than Henry. Like. Yeah, possibly. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it might be. A you know, they had planned a Superman trilogy. Yeah. This was the second film. No, they had planned a trilogy before Justice League. This, this would, they opted out of finishing the trilogy for Batman Superman. Because they didn't think. Yeah, let's because be honest, of the mixed though. reviews of the first one. Let's yeah. be honest with you, the first time they tried to do it when you had Spacey as uh, Luther. Luther, did you guys enjoy that at all? I, I, I don't hate Superman Returns. I think I it was a missed opportunity. I just think it was boring. Like, I felt like I had to be, I, I felt like if you were, if you grew up with, like, you know. It, it was trying. Like Christopher, Christopher Reeves. Reeves. It, it was, then, it was yeah. a sequel to Christopher Reeves. Exactly. It was, if you enjoyed those films. It should have been something on its own, and it wasn't. It wasn't. I just haven't seen a Batman or a Superman movie where I've been like, wow, like he is my favorite superhero. Because let's be honest, he's the most powerful superhero that I can think of. Next to Thor, basically. Yeah, next to Thor. Yeah. But I'm saying like this guy can literally do anything. And yeah. They don't really show you that. Like I feel like they kind of, I don't know, they baby him a little bit. They make him seem like he's some fragile, fragile mind. I don't know. I, I just feel like he was dealing with like the whole God complex this last film. And Batman Superman was. He was yeah. definitely. Right. But like I'm just saying, like they, you know, they didn't. They just didn't give him enough time. Yeah. To really develop that. I feel like it was kind of just on the surface. There wasn't really any depth to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I hope that the DC universe, with this change of hands, will make it more com- consistent and streamlined. 
streamlined than the with with the Marvel movies. Right. Uh, which I think it will. Yeah, I agree with that. I hope so at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, it, it'll be interesting to see if they change anything. Like I know Ben Affleck's wanting to do that. They've already confirmed the solo film that he's written. Yep. Um, I don't know who's directing that. Maybe he. I think he is. Okay. I think Ben so Affleck's directing. Awesome to see him. You know. Yeah. I mean. Do all those things. If you look at the caliber that they have for their upcoming movies, minus Zack Snyder, yeah. uh, I, and I forget the lady who's directing uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, yeah. But you have David Ayer doing Suicide Squad, which looks like it's going to be more fun and more comical than Batman Superman was. Yeah. You have a, a, a team of villains, and it's going to be better than it's going to be more entertaining and funny than Batman Superman. That seems odd. That seems but odd. you have David Ayer, you have Ben Affleck. And then uh, the guy that j- they just hired to direct The Flash is the same guy that directed uh, Dope. Oh, yeah, that's right. I just read that. that was yeah. Recent, uh, recent news. Yeah, yeah just, just this film. week. Yeah, that was check a, that on Netflix. Yeah, for, it is on Netflix, yeah. There, yeah. Check that out, and he would be a great... Uh, all right, sure, yeah. I, I'm now somewhat excited to see that movie. Yeah, I am too. And one of the films I'm really excited to see is The Black Panther. Yeah. I think that's really going to uh, set, set a new standard. Back, for back over to Marvel, yeah. With, yeah, yeah. With, uh, uh, why am I spacing his name? Uh, Are we talking about... The director. The director. Yeah, yeah uh, he did, uh, he did Creed, Fruitvale Creed, Station. Fruit, yeah. Why am I spacing his name? Yeah, oh, David shit. John, or, uh, what's his name? Oh, David, shit. I was to say David jo- Davy Jones. Davy Jones. He's dead. Monkeys. He's dead. Yeah, Davy Jones. Yeah, you're right, Monkeys. Oh, shit. I, I know this name. Why isn't it? That's why we literally just talked about this a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ah. But yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, he seems very uh, dedicated to the, the the actual world of Black Panther. Yeah. Um, he's already come out and talked about it. Like ninety percent African American cast too. Yeah, exactly. So that'll be that'll nice. Be very, yeah, very interesting. Oh, uh, and it's uh, been a subject of conversation on here. Uh, Dan Aykroyd saw Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. That, yeah. He thought it was funnier. Funnier and, and scarier, scarier than than the original. original. Now, so do you think he's just saying that, or do you think because I could see it go both ways? He, he could. Females, maybe we're just wanting that slapstick what? humor. No. Okay. So and then he was also like Bill Murray's in it, so you gotta love that Bill Murray's in this movie. Time to make some cameo, watch. Well, okay, so the, he could possibly been paid or just is saying this, but he also did make several statements beforehand that he was not for. A completely female cast. Yeah. So for him to say, so for him to reverse his, his mind, mind yeah. seems kind of legit. But and, and he did help with the development of the characters. I know Harold Ramis for piece mm-hmm. did a lot for for that story, but he did have somewhat say in the character development. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe you know that's kind of just going off of how he's feeling towards it. Like this is my baby, but at the same time, like I'm not going to badmouth something that you know I spent so many years putting. Yeah. On. How can he? How can he badmouth his exactly. brand? Exactly. So that's why I feel like. Yeah. I think he's still technically a producer on this, yeah, too, an executive producer. Yeah, yeah. So there, yeah. there is that backstory that kind of makes you think, eh, he is kind of probably going to be a little, uh, you know, objective on this. You know, the, the thing is, after the movie comes out, see if he changes his tone. If he still supports the film. Or if he reverses, I don't think he's gonna pull a George Lucas and just it's be happened. like, I, I hate Disney and Disney's <laughs> slave owners. Yeah. It, it's well, happened. It's There's been the, yeah. Who directed it? And every movie he's ever done, I've enjoyed. Um, 
Whether it's Bridesmaids, I enjoyed Bridesmaids. Camp Hope from back in the 90s. I, I don't or, recall that one. Early 2000s. With, uh, you ever saw Camp Hope? Fat, fat Camp? Oh, no. Like Ben Stiller's The Camp. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He plays two, three roles in that. That was yeah. one of Paul's early films. I didn't realize yeah. that. That was a great film. That I like Spy. Spy. Spy was Spy a lot was of fun. Too. I think he's got this certain uh, humor where he can incorporate females mm-hmm. and yet still have that, that kind of that mannish humor where it's like, this isn't really appropriate for females in here, but if it's a female saying it and doing it, then it's okay. Like I, with Bridesmaids, like I, a girl taking a crap in, in the sink. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not used yeah, to they, that. They did that in Sisters. Where, what's her, what's Bridesmaids her was out was, first. Was, was, no, Bridesmaids was 2011. Sisters yeah. was just the past year. No, no, not, not Sisters. Uh, Baby's Mama. Oh, the, oh the, yeah. The, the same, same, same cast, cast, yeah. yeah. But I feel like Bridesmaids was out before that even. No, it wasn't. Nope. It wasn't? No. Sisters, sisters was a few years ago. Okay, well, my point would be, it was like, you know, you expect that from a, uh, a male cast film where it's raunchy yeah. and there's someone taking a shit in the bathroom because they had something we're not used to that. Like, Paul was able to kind of put that in a human, you know what I mean, a, a female perspective and make it funny. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but Bridesmaids, you can't argue it's just a female. Like, oh, you're a chick, it's a chick film. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. It's a movie for everyone. And so I'm feeling like that, I hope that is what he can do with Ghostbusters. Like, people see it and think, oh, it's a chick film. No. Like, go see it. It's going to have that same humor that he's brought to a lot of yeah. films. Well, if anything else, it will be more marketable than Bridesmaids as a film that anyone could see because yeah. you yeah, have yeah, the brand yeah, yeah. backing it up yeah. and of course you get the cast the all-female cast oh yeah um, I'm not saying we're going to see well, Wilson take a have, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters but, yeah. I'm just saying uh, you're right with that like more broader yeah I don't know if you guys every time I go to Walmart or Target or whatever I always look through the toy aisles yeah. uh, the current line of Ghostbusters toys is out for the new movie and I think they did something re- very smart they have toys for the new movie and, and the old so you get the Parent bringing the child in there, and you yeah. get the, the mom buying, you know, the Bill Murray character, and then you got, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So uh, yesterday I was at I was at Walmart and they had Peter Venkman and Ray Stance, right next to Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig. That's awesome. I was like, oh, that's awesome, and they're from the same set. Yeah. That's perfect. I was like, that's, per- yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, which I feel like they did that with Star Wars a little bit. Like, well, yeah, they, you know, yeah, they were able to, you know, yeah, for both, sure. Kind of so maybe they saw that and they kind of thought, hey. And like other merchandise for this movie, like they have a bunch of stuff with the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, with Slimer, Slimer yeah. uh, stuff with just the Ghostbusters logo on it. Yeah, that stuff any Ghostbusters fan would lo- would buy. Yeah, well, I think they even developed an app. I mean, it is a few years old now, but I think they've like kind of rebranded it for the new movie coming out, yeah. where you know you have your smartphone and there's a camera, and you literally follow around as if you were chasing a ghost. Yeah, oh, that's neat. Voice. Yeah. It's awesome. Huh. So, I mean, you know, you're able to tap into that new uh, technology. Uh, one issue I did, I meant to bring it up while we were talking about X-Men. Uh, did you see the trouble that Fox is getting in over uh, Billboard they have in L.A. for X-Men Apocalypse? Yeah. It's uh, Oscar Isaac's Apocalypse choking Mystique. Oh. <laughs> and it just says, only the strong will survive. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was bad. I don't, I, it's in the trailers. Nobody yeah. threw a fit with that in the trailers. No, I have no problem with it, but the PC people of California. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. Why well, release that? Release that in North Carolina or something like that. <laughs> yeah, especially North Carolina. Let's see if I can find it. I want to show you guys <laughs> yeah. this. But I don't see the. Yeah, I, I, I can see why it could be in bad taste. No, but, but if you just put aside your. I don't know what you want to 
to say, but just deal. Like it's just take it for what it is. It's a film. It's a movie. You know. Really yeah, but we're we're a generation of trolls. Like there, you can't. Yeah, yeah you, can't you can't do anything you're not expected to happen. Yeah, so that's it's almost a point where people just do it anyways, knowing that they're. they're yeah, that's the that's kind of delusional to be like, oh, it's just a poster. Why are you? But there's people that are still like, uh, it's, it's like, violence. yeah. yeah it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make things any better to say the strongest will survive you see the x-men film it's pretty sure it was a woman who stopped it was oh yeah it was so i mean you can say all you want but i feel like the women in that movie played a big role there it is wow it's not the same shot that we get in the movie i don't think that shot's ever it's like, like over the shoulder, like he's looking back at the camera. Right. See, do when you I, think it's what it says at the bottom right that throws him off? Like only the strong will survive, or do you think it's just the whole thing? Because if you just see a poster of that, I feel like it's just a teaser of what's going to happen. But when you put on there, like, only the strong will survive, like, I feel like you're kind of singling out the women. Is that, is that too far? Is I, that too far? I could see why that would be th- that sure. That is kind of like, oh, E, ouch. But I'm not offended by it, but again, I'm not a female. We're not, we're not females, so we can't yeah. really. You know, my feelings don't get hurt as easy as most people. It's one of those things you have to like. You have to put yourself in the shoes of someone else. Yeah. Like a, a woman or some or someone else might see like, oh, a man choking a woman like yeah. that's. But if and you, let's, let's say you've never seen X Men before, and you just see that. Do you even know that's a woman? Can you tell that she that's this mystique's a female or just some creature? I I don't know. Some blue creature. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> this this guy, if a superhero is battling supervillains, bother you'd see who we can't be friends. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it's just, and the person that started making this an issue of all people was Rose McGowan, who has completely gone insane. Oh well, she's uh, she's off her rocker. <laughs> she's the one that made the complaint. Yeah. All right, we're uh, we're about out our time, and music's about to start, so I'm gonna go ahead and hit stop. I'm David West. I'm Taylor Newman. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at...